Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Socks are the number one most requested item at homeless shelters. Underwear second and shirts are third. At Bombas, socks were first, made with comfortable details for everyday wearing. Then underwear and shirts too, all designed to perfectly fit. At Bombas, every item you purchase means you're donating an essential clothing item to someone in need. One comfortable clothing item for you, one donated to someone in need. Bombas, comfort for all. Get 20% off your purchase at bombas.com slash comfy. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver. And on my podcast, Mini Questions, I ask trailblazers across different disciplines the same seven questions. Questions about the inflection points in their life, what they like least about themselves, and what relationship has defined love for them. This season, I'm coming back with new trailblazers like Blondie vocalist Debbie Harry, journalist and television host Jeremy Clarkson, editor-in-chief of Instar magazine Laura Brown, and creative juggernaut Goldie. Join me as we continue this exploration on season two of Mini Questions, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Britney Spears is engaged, and yes, we gotta talk about that prenup. A new activism-themed reality show hosted by Priyanka Chopra, Julianne Huff, and Usher is getting major backlash. And writer Paige Skinner is here to break down the TikTok to Celebrity Pipeline. It's September 13th, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Shyla Watson. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. Okay, so Shyla, we're starting off with some happy news. Britney Woo! Spears is engaged. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, this is what she has wanted. This is just honestly the freedom to say yes. Right, exactly. 100%, you know, and this came just days after her father filed to end his conservatorship over her. And then she announced the engagement to her longtime partner, Sam Asghari, who everyone knows as like her support system, basically. Yes. And, you know, she posted a video of the two on Instagram and he shared a pic of the two kissing while she held up her ring finger to show off the rock. And, you know, as happy as Britney's fans are for her, many, including Octavia Spencer, <laughs> took to the comments to urge her to make Sam sign a prenup to secure her assets. And, you know, but Sam was a good sport about it. He posted to his Instagram story, quote, of course, we're getting ironclad prenup to protect my Jeep and shoe collection in case she dumped me one day. You know, I love his uh, reaction to this. It's so funny. I'm sure that these are conversations that they've already had. And I'm sure that, like you said, he is her support system. Like he wants nothing but the best for her. Um, and the last thing that she needs is someone else taking advantage of her. I do not think that that's what this is at all. But at the same time, I kind of hate that this was everyone's first immediate reaction instead of just like congratulating her. Yeah, I do think everyone's happy for it, but I think people are just so scared because I think and, and I do think because I was one of those people during during her like, you know, 25 minute statement during the hearing 
we were shocked by the depth of it. And you also think that your parent would never do something like that. They're also supposed right, to be your support course. system. So it's like he betrayed her. So I think everyone else is like, yeah, could happen to her again. So I get it. Everyone is a cynic, but that's people just love Britney so much. They want her to be OK. That's it. That's all we want. <laughs> Okay, so we need to move on and talk about this show, Casey. I know you're going to have thoughts. <laughs> so Priyanka Chopra, Julianne Huff, and Usher are set to host a truly, truly unhinged Black mirror reality show called The Activist. I need everyone to know that when I read about this, I had to quit the internet. <laughs> I had to leave. I was like, I love TV, but this has gone too far. This is too much. <laughs> Okay, so according to Deadline, quote, activists go head to head in challenges to promote their causes with their success measured via online engagement, social metrics and host input. What? Um, The actual (laughs) Hunger Games, Shyla. And we all saw how that turned out. This is, I'm, I'm My not God, that's so dark, though. That's really dark. But it's true. It's this is extremely dystopian, right? Like that is oh, unhinged. Yeah. And the backlash was <laughs> almost immediate. Like, so many people were echoing a tweet from Jamila Jamil. She said, quote, couldn't they just give the money it's going to take to pay this unbelievably expensive talent and make this show directly to activist causes rather than turning activism into a game and then giving a fraction of the much needed money away in a prize? People are dying. I mean, are we literally going to be pitting people who are trying to raise money for the unhoused community against people who are trying to raise money to help people get abortions because that is truly unhinged. Like, I hate it for so many reasons. Like, first of all, we shouldn't, like you just said, put causes that both need support against each other. Like, these are all great causes that need attention and a platform. But also, I hate the optics of people who are trying to do good and support these causes and who are dedicating their life to activism, standing on a stage, basically begging celebrities who have tons of money and platforms to then give them the time of day. That's gross. (laughs) No, I mean, it's so gross. Once again, it is Hunger Games. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's so, so bad. (laughs) Okay, so it's been a little over a week since the D'Amelio sisters debuted their most recent project, a self-titled show on Hulu. The aptly titled D'Amelio show chronicles the life and fame of the young TikTok stars. But if you're expecting to watch something lighthearted that shows Charlie filming TikTok dances or Dixie filming music videos, we're going to warn you now, this is not that show. The result actually leaves you feeling somehow bad for these incredibly rich young women who seemingly have had the perfect life handed to them. Here to join us to break all of this down is Paige Skinner, who wrote a piece for LA Mag titled The D'Amelio Show is One Big Downer. Hi, Paige. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you all for having me. So, you know, to someone who hasn't sat down and watched the show yet, though I've seen plenty of videos on TikTok, it might seem like this show is a Gen Z version of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the story of sisters chasing fame. But what are we actually getting with the D'Amelio show? Yeah, I mean, that might be a good comparison, but it's not quite the same. I think with Keeping Up with the Kardashians, there's something kind of aspirational about it, at least to me and my friends. Like, they're super famous, they're rich, they're beautiful, they get to go to all these parties and date all these men, and it they just kind of seem like they're living a really great life. But with the D'Amelio show, man, it's such a downer. It's about these two young girls who were kind of thrown into fame, and now they're trying to deal with it. It almost kind of feels like 
a warning for childhood fame, yet they're still going about it. And even at the beginning of every episode, there's a PSA. Like if you have mental health issues, please check out this website. It's super intense and does not really have the same vibe as keeping up with the Kardashians. You know, and that kind of does make sense to me because they are considerably younger than when most of the Kardashians were on it. And so it's kind of just like, hey, this isn't the normal teen experience. Um, but so if you're under pressure like this, blah, 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 here's the PSAs. I mean, I like it, but that is a lot for a reality TV show. You know, you reviewed it, but what's the fan reaction been like so far? Yeah, I think the fan reaction is just, oh, we didn't know that Charlie and Dixie kind of let the comments get to them this much. We thought that they kind of had everything going for them and they were handling it fine, but it seems like there's something much bigger going on behind the scenes. And I think maybe fans will start to look at them differently. And I mean, I don't, I don't think the comments will change or anything big will change, but I think it's just kind of a different look into maybe how these TikTok stars react to being constantly online. So I want to dig into the first episode a little bit. We see Dixie have a literal breakdown about the nasty reaction to her Vogue video, and Charlie has a panic attack at the Kids' Choice Awards. Can you tell us about each of these incidents? Yeah, that episode is crazy because Dixie films the Vogue video and the backlash was really severe. I think there are more dislikes than likes on that video, and people just kind of ran with it, started making memes, started making fun of Dixie's voice, and just kind of were like, oh, this is the picture of just a spoiled white girl who just got thrown into fame but didn't actually deserve it. So Dixie has a breakdown. She is bawling to her parents and there weren't cameras in the room, but Dixie apparently told the cameras to come into the room and film her because she wanted that to be on TV. So that was an interesting look. And then right before the Kids' Choice Awards, Charlie has a panic attack and tells the camera that at her worst, she was having 15 panic attacks a day. And she's just so nervous to present an award at the Kids' Choice Awards. And Charlie's like a really shy girl. It's it's kind of weird that she's so famous because she's not comfortable in it at all. And she just has a total breakdown over it. So, I mean, obviously, we've talked about how there's the warning at the beginning um, and they're talking about, you know, these panic attacks and, you know, mental health is really at the forefront of this show. So we're dealing with something more serious here. Like in other reality shows, I feel like they're, you know, if not lighthearted, they're entertaining. But is that what this is? Oh my gosh, this did not feel entertaining at all. I mean, I binged the whole thing and afterward I was just like, man, I don't feel good about any of this. And it definitely does feel more serious. I mean, with Charlie saying that at her worst, she had 15 panic attacks a day. That sounds pretty serious to me. Granted, I'm not a doctor. I'm just a consumer and a journalist. But as someone who's dealt with mental health and who's had a lot of panic attacks in a day, I know how serious that can be. And it felt like more like a warning. Like, this is what's happening to our childhood stars. This is what's happening to our social media stars. I mean, Charlie gives a lot of warnings throughout and says like, you know, I didn't choose this. Granted, she's really grateful, but she didn't choose this. And she even says something one time like, if you start out being yourself, 
you eventually will stop being yourself. And it's just this really kind of cryptic warning. Um, And yeah, it definitely feels more serious than anything we've seen. This really makes you wonder what Hulu's intentions were too. Not in a bad way, but it seems like, did they want to keeping up with the Kardashians? And then did they have to pivot once they saw like what content they were getting? I mean, that's just interesting, you know, because like for most young stars, a streaming reality show would be a stepping stone to something else, an acting career, launching a brand. But this show, as you have noted, you know, almost seems like a cry for help. I mean, what do you think their goal is for putting this content out there, both Hulu and the sisters? Yeah, we don't know what Hulu's first intention was, but I think definitely the what they're trying to get is just sympathy and just kind of an inside look into what these young girls deal with. And I think they achieve it. I mean, I don't think anyone knew that Charlie was having such a hard time getting out of bed each day. There's a scene where Dixie and Charlie go shopping and the paparazzi asks Charlie one question and she answers and she comes back home and she has a breakdown and she starts crying to her mom. She's not even crying about what the comments said. She's crying about what she thinks the comments will say. So I I definitely think the D'Amelio family wanted to shine a light on what the sisters are going through. All right. Well, we'll be right back. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021OMG, join Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind the scenes stories that actually happen. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Get all the juicy details of every episode that you've been wondering about for decades as 90 90210 super fan and radio host Sissony sits in with Jenny and Tori to reminisce, reflect, and relive each moment from Brandon and Kelly's first kiss to shouting, Donna Martin graduates. You have an amazing memory. You remember everything about the entire 10 years that we filmed that show. And you remember absolutely nothing of the 10 years that we filmed that show. <laughs> Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? I'm Rashad Bilal. And I am Troy Millings, and we are the hosts of the Earn Your Leisure podcast, where we break down business models and examine the latest trends in finance. We hold court and have exclusive interviews with some of the biggest names in business, sport and entertainment, from DJ Khaled to Mark Cuban, Rick Ross, and Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, our alumni list is expansive. Listen in as our guests reveal their business models, hardships, and triumphs in their respective fields. The knowledge is in-depth, and the questions are always delivered from your standpoint. We want to know what you want to know. We talk to the legends of business, sports, and entertainment about how they got their start and most importantly, how they make their money. Earn Your Leisure is a college business class mixed with pop culture. Want to learn about the real estate game? Unclear as how the stock market works? We got you. Interested in starting a trucking company or a vending machine business? Not really sure about how taxes or credit work? We got it all covered. The Earn Your Leisure podcast is available now. 
Listen to Earn Your Leisure on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're talking with writer Paige Skinner about Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio's new Hulu project, The D'Amelio Show. It's really hard to watch these young women struggle on camera, especially after we've had this kind of reckoning as a society about the way the media treated stars like Britney Spears and Megan Fox in the past and what that pressure did to them. Does this feel similar in some ways? Oh, it definitely feels completely similar to what Britney Spears went through. And Charlie even says throughout the series, you know, if you keep pushing me, if you keep pushing me, I'm just going to be done. I'm going to have a complete breakdown and all of this will go away. And she even says, you know, I have all of these people depending on me to keep their jobs. And it's a lot of pressure for a young girl to face. And I mean, it's definitely like sexist. Charlie says that her counterpart, Bryce Hall, who's a big TikTok star, can basically get away with anything. And he does not get the hate or the critique that Charlie gets. So yeah, this definitely feels very similar. You know, I want to move on to Addison Ray for a second. You know, while Charlie D'Amelio is the most followed person on TikTok, Addison is number three. You know, she's also in the middle of trying to transition her fame on the app to an actual Hollywood career. She just starred in the He's All That reboot, and it was quote-unquote successful enough that Netflix signed her to a multi-picture deal, though lots of people online blame that on all of the hate watching. How do you think that transition to a Hollywood career is going for her so far? You know, I think it's going well. I thought Addison did a fine job on He's All That. I don't think she deserved half the hate she got. I think people think that stars or celebrities have to, like, quote unquote, earn their spot on a movie. And people think maybe Addison Rae didn't earn her spot on a Netflix movie, but I think she did fine. I think she'll have a fine career if she just keeps pushing forward. Okay, so I have a question. What's the line here between trolling these young women and holding them accountable? Because it is okay to hold these young stars to some kind of standard. Like when Addison went on Fallon and performed TikTok dances without crediting the creators, and then there was the time when she was caught sort of fawning over President Trump. I don't know. There's this line of calling them out for their actions, but also wanting to make sure that you don't go too far because they are young and we are seeing the effects on their mental health. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think these young white women like Charlie and Addison definitely got famous off of black creators dances. And I think they need to be held accountable for that. And I think they've been called out for it. And I think that they've somewhat addressed it and tried to move forward as best they can and try to better credit dancers on TikTok. And I think holding these creators accountable is totally fine. I think the line between holding them accountable and trolling is, you know, trolling is you're ugly and fat, go kill yourself. And then holding them accountable is saying, hey, Addison, what you did wasn't cool. You got famous because you danced to all of these dances that black creators created and you're not giving them any credit you know, you need to be better and do better. So there's a line, but I think trolling is very obviously wrong, but that doesn't mean that they're exempt from any critique. Well, Paige, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you all for having me. 
And remember, if you have money to make a reality show about activism, you can just give it to activists and their causes. Please do that instead. (laughs) Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed, coming to you daily. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. What's up, guys? I'm Rashad Bilal. And I am Troy Millings, and we are the hosts of the Earn Your Leisure podcast, where we break down business models and examine the latest trends in finance. We hold court and have exclusive interviews with some of the biggest names in business, sport and entertainment, from DJ Khaled to Mark Cuban, Rick Ross, and Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, our alumni list is expansive. Listen in as our guests reveal their business models, hardships, and triumphs in their respective fields. The knowledge is in-depth, and the questions are always delivered from your standpoint. We want to know what you want to know. We talk to the legends of business, sports, and entertainment about how they got their start and most importantly, how they make their money. Earn Your Leisure is a college business class mixed with pop culture. Want to learn about the real estate game? Unclear as how the stock market works? We got you. Interested in starting a trucking company or a vending machine business? Not really sure about how taxes or credit work? We got it all covered. The Earn Your Leisure podcast is available now. Listen to Earn Your Leisure on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.